Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome to the left wing. Well, what a showdown it's set to be at the Aviva Stadium tomorrow as Leinster resumed their drive for five against five-time champions Toulouse in the semi-final of the Champions Cup. This is the game at the business end of the season that we've been waiting for. And uh, the teams are in. Rory O'Connor is here with me. Rory, a number of talking points in the Leinster team. Keen Tracy had it this morning about an injury concern over Robbie Henshaw, and he has indeed been ruled out, which is such a huge blow to Leinster. Absolutely, Sinead, and it's late in the day as well. I believe he trained earlier in the week, but something's come up. We haven't got any detail on that yet. Leo Cullen will be here in the Aviva Stadium later on to give us an update on what's happened to Robbie Henshaw. But when you think about they're already missing two of their starting back line in terms of Sexton and James Lowe. To lose Robbie Henshaw as well, it's a, it's a real issue for Leinster. You know, I think he's a b- bit of a bodyguard for Ross Byrne. You know, he's got such a established combination with Gary Ringrose outside him. He's experienced. He was part of the team that won it in 2018. He's a warrior. You know, you get you get into games like this against a team with the physical profile of Toulouse. You want to have your, you know, test. I, I can't, can't think off the top of my head how many internationals he had, has under his belt, but it's a lot. You know, he's such an experienced player now, Robbie Henshaw. He's a bit of a leader for them as well. And um, Charlie, Charlie Natal is a really good player. You know, he's good enough to be capped by the All Blacks. He's more than 100 appearances in top 14 across his career, but he hasn't played since January 7th. You know, that's a big concern as well. And how many times has he has he played alongside Byrne and, and Ringrose in that team? The way that, you know, the way Leinster chop and change and um, I thought it was a bit of a surprise they didn't go with Kieran Frawley, to yeah, be honest. Why didn't they but... go with Kieran Frawley? I don't understand that, because obviously, you know, Osborne is out injured. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised by it, to be honest. Um, Frawley would would have, in my mind, be the next in line. He was on the bench for the last two games. I don't really understand why they go with Frawley and Harry Byrne on their bench. I think that's a bit of a risk in terms of the coverage of positions that are not, that are out there. I suppose there was also the option of Jimmy O'Brien coming into the centre, but without Lowe, they probably needed to deploy him on the wing. But I would have thought Frawley is has the quality to play there. Maybe it's just the fact that he's more of a 10 playing 12 and, and against a team like Toulouse, again, with their physicality, Natai, who has played in France for, for for three or four or five seasons and, and has, well, he's not the biggest man. He's tough. He's, you know, he's, and he's a defensive leader as well. He's a very good player. I'm not, I wouldn't take anything away from him. It's just the fraud he's been playing more recently. He's played a lot as well for Leinster. I, I thought he might be next man up, but I guess that's why they've signed Charlie Natai in the first place. He's, he is a, as I say, he's an he only won one cap, but he, you know he's a lot of experience. He's thirty one. 
32 years old, uh, you know, and, and a, a really excellent, not not a showy or flashy player, but a very, very good player. But he's not as, he wouldn't be as strong as Robbie Henshaw, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Now, there were a number of interesting selections as well, obviously, in the forwards. I mean, in the back row, it's Ryan Baird, who's on the bench, Caelan Doris at six, Jack Conan at eight, and the fit again, Josh van der Fleer at seven. Is this the right call on the composition of the back row, do you think? I think like you'd be spoofing really if you were able to say whether it was the right call or the wrong call. You know, like the 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 the, the options they have are so strong. I'm not a huge fan of Doris at six. I I much prefer him at eight. But then Jack Conan's playing very very well. Um, it didn't seem to bother them against Leicester when they had Doris at seven. Now obviously Josh van der Feer's fit. He's he's always going to walk straight back into the team. That's a fair enough call. It's whether they go with you know bring Ryan Baird back at six or you do you, do you redeploy Doris to six and. I like the balance of of Baird, Van der Fleer and 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 either Conan or or, or Dor- sorry Van der Fleer, Baird and and Doris really I think is a lovely balance. But I can see why Jack Conan's retained. It's a very difficult choice. I mean Scott Penny's unlucky to lose out. I think Will Connors is unlucky to lose out. Will Connors had a good tour to South Africa, certainly the Lions game anyway. So they had quality options there, and I suppose what they do have now is they have high quality powerful players come off their bench when the game is in, in the balance on that pack probably aside from John McKee who we just don't have enough evidence on because he's such a new player and they're missing Ronan Kelleher you'd have a lot more confidence in that bench if yeah, I think we'll, we'll see Dan Sheehan go deep in this game because McKee is such a, a relatively inexperienced player um, but Baird and Jason Jenkins coming off the bench that's a, that's a nice mix of power athleticism you know to bring energy in to bring physical um capacity and against Toulouse have gone 6-2 on the bench you know six forwards they're going for a power game looking to do what La Rochelle did last year and finish strong so Leinster need to match that they haven't got six forwards but they've got two very very strong dynamic forwards Alalatoa Keen Healy powerful players themselves so um I can understand why Leo Cullen's gone this way. I probably would have started Baird myself, but again, I haven't seen them at training this week. I'm not sure how Baird has come back from that injury, and maybe it was a bit of a risk starting him and Van der Fleer after missing out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and you mentioned there, obviously, Jason Jenkins. I mean, line of thinking was that these were the kind of games that he was signed for, and it's uh, Ross Maloney starting alongside uh, James Ryan, who who will captain the team. Yeah, and it's hard to argue with it in terms of Maloney's been very, very good this season. And he is, like, teams across the world talk about Ross Maloney in terms of his ability to pass the ball. He's probably arguably the best uncapped player in Ireland at the moment. You know, he's he's uh, he's been a really high-quality operator for Leinster. He's a very intelligent line-out forward. He's, um, I suppose the fear about him is that his ability to mix it physically at this level. Like, you know, at the URC, he's fine. But when he goes up to this top, top, and level can he kind of live with the the big beast like Miaf, who was just a, a man, you know, a little a man monster. He's like a mini, well, he's not very mini, but he's like a new Will Skelton on the scene. And and Richie Arnold's a really powerful player as well. And Toulouse do have that profile that Leinster have struggled with at this sharp end of the tournament. And Maloney, like I think he's really high quality. I think it's what he gives to them is um is that passing range, that lineup capacity. But if Toulouse can get up in his face. Get you know and, and outpower him, then then he could be struggling. And I suppose they've got Jenkins to come on after. Like I was watch, I was looking there. Um, Maloney played seventy eight minutes of the final last year. Whereas I think you'll see either him or James Ryan, most likely him, come off after around fifty five sixty minutes because they've such trust in what Jenkins can deliver around the mall in the tight exchanges. He's not as nice a player in terms of his passing, but he is that big South African lock that they've they've lacked for so long. And Baird obviously can do that job as well if called upon, but it's. Yeah, you look, there are little 
chinks in that Leinster armour, I think. And and look, I think Maloney's a fine player. I, I hope he proves me wrong, but I'd be just a little bit worried about him at this company because he's one of the few uncapped players in that Leinster team, I guess. Yeah, and just just before uh, we, we just leave the team named itself, um, just a word. Of, we, we saw this coming, I suppose, in the back line. Obviously, James Lowe ruled out through injury, which is another uh, big loss, but we knew that was coming. So Jordan Larmer on the right wing, Jimmy O'Brien on the left. This really is a great opportunity for Jordan Larmer to remind everyone of his talent. Oh, absolutely. Um, and he is very talented and he's a superb player who could break a game open, you know, wide open. And he needs to be Jordan Armour. He can't come into this trying to be someone else. But I think what, what certainly if he's looking at to, to use this as a, a platform to launch his World Cup and relaunch his international career, he needs to also get off his wing and get involved and not do what James Lowe does, but do what Jordan Armour does. Come looking for work, you know, play, make a little bit, but also make those breaks, you know, run the ball back at to-dos, cause them problems. He also needs to be really solid in the air. He needs to, um, whatever they put up on it, whatever DuPont and Ramos or Ramos and uh, Antimac put up on him, he needs to be able to deal with it because I'm sure both teams will go to the air. The kicking strategy will be absolutely huge in this game. Like, it's not the thing that will dra- grab headlines in the aftermath, but I think Leinster will be really, and Toulouse have made a big point of this, it's, you know, losing low and, and his left-footed kicking game is a big loss to what Leinster can bring to the party um, in terms of the distance he can achieve. Like Jimmy O'Brien's a nice kicker of the ball, but he just can't get the distance that James Lowe has. That shotgun um, left foot of his is just... Um, it's it's a real asset for Leinster that they'll they'll miss and you know when you think that Sexton's al- already gone from that back line, I know Byrne is an excellent kicker at the ball, but he doesn't have the experience that Sexton has. It's just there's reasons to be a little bit worried about what Leinster can bring to the party um, tomorrow. At the same time, if they play to Jordan Larmer's strengths and then get him on the ball early in space, he can cause incredible damage. He's lightning quick, and um, feet he. You know, his sidestep, his ability to offload. You know, I, earlier this season, I saw him step the same player twice. It was just incredible. He's a phenomenal rugby player. And he just needs to remind himself of that almost. And I think he's been quite good this season. He was very unlucky to miss out on that uh, quarterfinal selection. And he is, like, it's what an option to be able to bring on when James, you lose James, lose James Lowe and bring Larmer back. But um, for Larmer, you know, if you think about Jordan, sorry, Joey Carberry, J- Jacob Stockdale, Jordan Larmer, the three young guns in the back line of 2018 and that Grand Slam and or, or or on the bench that like they've all kind of lost their way a little bit when it comes to international selection and, and even provincial selection. Uh, in the case of Carberry and Larmer, he, he has the quality to get back there. He just needs to show it on a consistent basis. And this is a big opportunity for him. Yeah, and uh, obviously Franz Hooker, Julie Marchand on the bench for Toulouse as well. Um, Rory, you're sounding a little bit concerned. I mean, all this week there was a lot of general, you know, optimism and positivity, you know, that Leinster can do this. But has, I suppose, Robbie Henshaw being ruled out now, has this tipped the scales for you in some way? And how, you've touched on it there, how do you see this game essentially being played out? Like I was, I would would have been pretty... I'm not nervous is the wrong word, but I would have been apprehensive about this from a Leinster point of view all week. I, I think this is the profile of team that Leinster have struggled with. I mean, they haven't won this tournament since 2018. They've been beaten by Saracens in Newcastle, Saracens here, La Rochelle in La Rochelle, and then La Rochelle in Marseille at, at the elite end of this competition. And for all that they have, gar- as Leo Cullen averted in his press conference on Monday, they get garlands thrown at their feet from one end of the season to the other. But when the, the, the chips are down and they really have to, you know, come up with the goods against the best they've failed and there are reasons for that over over the last couple of years but and some of those reasons are here like Sexton wasn't there in 18 and Ross Byrne who is more mature now and is probably a better player now you know wasn't able to step up to the plate their four pack has been 
monstered by a couple of these packs as the games have gone on. They've often started these games well and then faded and faded and faded. Think of last year, Retier, who's actually on the bench for Toulouse tomorrow, uh, scored that try at the death for La Rochelle to, 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 um, to, to steal that final. But you could see that coming, the way that momentum of that game went Leinster couldn't handle the, the the flow of the game they couldn't rest it back into their 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 uh, their grip now in the intervening period a lot of them have gone and won, a lot of them have gone and won a grand slam at Ireland they've experienced great things in New Zealand they are you know Dan Sheehan's a more experienced player Hugo Keener has has medals in the bank now they really want to go and do that with Leinster so they are a more mature team they've been excellent all season they've only lost one game with a completely different team but a lot of the constituent parts for what has brought about their downfall in the past are there. They, I, that's uh, three starting backs, of really important starting backs, including their captain. And I think we underestimate sometimes the absence of Sexton because we've had him for so long. And Burn has been very good. But when it comes to this, this level, when you need your captain, you need your decision maker, that's big, big, big thing. So the pack would concern me a little bit just because Toulouse are so strong there. And yet you look at the names in the Lancer team sheet, you look at what they can achieve. I, I still I have to do a prediction for the paper tomorrow. You're probably asking me to do one here. I'm get one at the end. Yeah, yeah. I could I could change my mind in an hour. I, like at the <laughs> moment, I'm kind of leaning towards Toulouse, but home advantage is a big factor. So it's yeah, it's a really difficult game to call. That's what makes it so special. But I'm just seeing more and more chinks in Leinster armor um, as the week goes on, and, and Henshaw is a big loss for them, as, along with with the two others. And and Ronan Keller off the bench is a, a big absence as well because McKee is very inexperienced. If Dan Sheehan goes down after five minutes, you've got a complete rookie coming on. You know. Have we mentioned Anton Dupont yet? I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure we have. No, he was um, in for his. Pre- he was in for his press conference earlier. He looks fairly unfazed and made the point yeah. again. I think a lot of people are going off last year in the way they're predicting the, the game, but you yeah. know they they got enough points in the bag in the top fourteen that they could rest their team effectively for the last two weeks, and they're fresh. They've come over this week. They've been staying in Carton House as we were talking about before we came on. They are. 100% focused on this. I, I did the Munster game over there when they beat Munster in the pool stages and they were already talking, even though they had to win two knockout games to get there, they were already talking about Leinster in a semi-final and how they'd have to beat Leinster in Dublin to win this tournament. So this has been, I think, their focus all year. You know, A lot of them were here with France a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago. I expect a very different game. I think the conditions won't be as favourable. Um, and DuPont is probably you know the best player in the world you know you've the world player of the year on one side and you've the best player in the world on the other it's a it's a heady mix and like he's a it, it's i know it's very expensive to come here and i know leinster, leinster fans have been asked an awful lot of it at the moment because they've so many matches but the privilege of coming and seeing anton dupont live is is, is rare you like it's it's one of those things that you'll be able to look back on when he retires because he's such a special player and he, even though he lost here for in that ireland game it was incredible to watch him live but it was I, I Mac Hansen. Get that image of him and mac hansen out of my head it is just stuck in my head like yeah absolutely and it's not even and that's not even the glamorous stuff of what he does like that was just his determination oh, strength Christ. you know yeah. um what he did in the in the sharks game and in the, in the quarter he'll do something magical tomorrow um, and he, I thought Ireland dealt with him quite well in 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 the spring. They almost invited him to try and go down blind alleys and pick them off afterwards, and you know improvise a little bit. And they kind of got him into situations that he didn't want to be in. So there maybe is a template there, but still, it's it's going to be great to see him live. And and like so much talent on both sides of the pitch, you, like it's almost a dress rehearsal for what we think might be either a World Cup quarter final or a World Cup final in in in. Um, in October so there's so much to be excited about and that's what makes it again such a tough game to call because there's so much quality 
on either side. You know, like Dupont could just break it wide open with one moment with five minutes to go and, and you wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Yeah. What, what do we know on the latest attendance? I know there was a lot of talk about this during the week, uh, the ticket prices and all the rest. Obviously, it's with EPCR, not in kind of Leinster's hands, the the, the governing of this part. So what, what do we know? What, how, what, what will the attendance be like? Do you They're think? expecting about 45,000. They're, okay. they're quite confident they can get the 45,000 and then they, they will have Ticketmaster vans outside. So if anyone does want to walk up, but yeah, th- there were cheaper tickets on sale, but they flew out the door quite quickly. And then it's 75 with like no concessions for kids as far as I'm aware. So, you know, it's a tough sell. And Lancer do have another quarter final here next week. That a lot of people have tickets for the final. And I think that's Leo Cullen's press conference was partly to say to, Le- to Lancer fans, you might have tickets for the final, but if we don't have you supporting us, you know, we won't be in that final. So you'd be going to see Toulouse play La Rochelle or, you know, and, and, um, but it's a big ask. It's, I, you know, look, it's cost of living crisis, all of that stuff, and, and there's a lot of games here at the moment. So I can understand. And a bank holiday, a lot of Leinster fans are out of town. It's it's a it's a a bit of a perfect storm. But 45 is a good, decent, healthy attendance, and it'll be a great atmosphere. Come here, just a quick word on the other semi final between La Rochelle and Exeter on Sunday. That's at three o'clock. Is this one looking pretty straightforward for Ronagara's team? Yeah, I think so. Like Exeter have one one competition to focus on. They they. They are out of the running in the Premiership. They, you know, they've, a lot of players retiring at the end of the season or or moving on to pastures new. The you know the team that won this competition in twenty twenty and won the double like that's kind of breaking up at the end of this year. And and I think there's a big cause there with them, and I'd expect them to produce a performance. But La Rochelle were so dominant against Saracens, who are a better team than Exeter in that quarter final. It's hard to see how Exeter could trouble them beyond that. At the same time, Gloucester nearly beat them a much worse Gloucester team nearly beat them in the last 16 game but you'd expect O'Gara to have them tuned in it's great to see Ulton Delan is starting at 6 for, for La Rochelle uh, Sean O'Brien is starting at um, Munster Bound Centre is, is playing for Exeter as well so a bit of Irish interest as well as the coaches that are involved but I think everyone wants to see apart from probably Leicester fans if they make it everyone wants to see O'Gara bring his team here in a couple of weeks time for a final especially if it is to lose it will give us something to report on <laughs> it'll be very yeah. much an O'Gara focused and Dunnock Ryan focused final but I, I, I can't see them being beaten. Like, I think they'll be reading the coverage of Leinster to lose and going, oh, what about us? You know, everyone's talking about it's been the two best teams in, in, in the competition. Well, the champions are playing in, in Bordeaux with a, you know, a sold-out game full of their own fans, heavily backed. You know, they haven't gone anywhere and I think they'll have a big role to play. And, like, I think Toulouse and Leinster could take whoever emerges from it. There'll be a lot of sore and battered bodies um, coming out of it. And, and La Rochelle you think if they're comfortable enough can sail through and, and be in pretty good neck for a final in a couple of weeks time but I suppose we can deal with that when it comes when it comes come here we're not going to hold you you can change your prediction for tomorrow's paper it is fine but right now uh, what are you feeling who's going to win tomorrow and why yeah I'm going to go Toulouse by, by less than a score it's just, I, I thought the team news moved the dial on the spread from 7 points to 6 points in Leinster's favour I think that's very um very interesting that the bookies are gone that strong with Leinster but I just I don't know I maybe I got spooked a little bit by the way Cullen was on Monday I thought he was worried I thought he said I'm worried you know I think Leinster the bodies they're missing like he takes Exton out of that team and it's for all that Ross Byrne is very very good Sexton's such an influential player they never won the Champions Cup without him you take low out and remove so much of their attacking prowess like their ability to, to break open a defence you know he's such a unique player such a unique style you know Again, O'Brien and Larm are excellent players, but can they do what George, James Lowe does out of relatively nothing? No. Also, his kicking game is a massive loss. And then you add in Henshaw, who's, you know, Ross Burns bodyguard in so many ways. 
that's a big, big, big loss. Now their pack is very strong. They can definitely win it. I wouldn't discount it, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But just right now at 20 past <laughs> one on on Friday, reserving my right to change my mind, I, I think to lose might just squeeze it. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes. That's at three o'clock, obviously, uh, tomorrow at the Viva Stadium. Rory, thanks a million for that. It should be an absolute cracker. Now, I'm going to be back on Monday to review Ireland's Women's Six Nations game with Scotland and their overall campaign with Anna Capelis and Ali Donnelly. Will and Luke will be here next Wednesday to go through those Champions Cup semi-finals and look ahead to the URC quarterfinals coming up the following weekend. Thanks for listening. This is an Irish independent podcast.